0: In today's episode, we chat with Lauren D'Agostino, who is a private plant-based chef, intuitive cooking coach, speaker, and author, helping people fall in love with plant-based food. She serves high-vibe vegan and gluten-free menus infused with doTERRA essential oils and recipes from her new cookbook, Plant-Based Cooking with Essential Oils. Her seasonal menus are paired with clean, crafted, organic, and vegan scout and cellar wine. And inspired by her work as a professional vegan chef, the global consciousness awakening, and her own transition into living a delicious plant-based life, she is guiding others to create lasting habits by incorporating more plants both on and off the plates. So, hope you enjoy this conversation and learn more about how to cook with doTERRA essential oils.
1: Alrighty, so yeah, so let's get started. Uh, my name is Emily Smith. I'm owner and guide at Guide to Wholeness Healing, which is a conscious lifestyle business, and here with me I have Lauren Sino. She's a plant-based chef who you know, cooks for retreats, for dinners, all sorts of things. And she's gonna share more what she does about that. And we're also gonna talk about, you know, using essential oils and plant-based cooking, how that all works, how that comes together. So uh, thank you for joining Lauren. And I guess I wanna ask you first, I know a little bit, we've talked about this before, but everyone else, how did you get your start in cooking?
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation when we first connected, I think like last week, it wasn't. Yeah. We've known each other. Um, we could have talked for a long time. So it's it's great that we're recording this for other people to enjoy. Um, yeah. But I, I've i been cooking for a long time. Um, I started at a very early age. I always loved baking. Um, but I think what I loved most was nurturing and showing love through food. Um so, yeah, sort of, sort of one thing led to the next. Um, kind of when I thought career-wise, what it was I wanted to be doing, um, and and then you know from pastries to plants um, is sort of is sort of how I um, how my path has evolved. I'm happy to share a little bit more about that. But the answer to your question is it's it's always sort of been a a hobby and and something I enjoyed. Um, I never had. You know, like an easy bake oven, or like I was actually yeah. cooking, like using the real things, and um, you know, putting like fancy garnish on my boxed macaroni and cheese, and like cooking lunch for the cleaning lady, and like all sorts of oh. all sorts of things. Um, from a young age, restaurant was my favorite game to play, but I always use real food, and so <laughs> um, it's yeah. And, and then sort of by by way of experience, I guess it's just all sort of culminated into what I'm up to now. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the private dinners and the retreats and just that whole sort of thing. So it's true what they say, everything happens for a reason and that life happens and unfolds for you and not to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I a hundred percent believe that too. And I actually like you, I loved baking growing up, like, and cooking. My dad loved it. So I would you know, love making, like, three-course, like, dinner and baking in the morning, so I love that you, like, made that into your career, Um, and you, you, like, trained at a local university, right?
2: Yeah, so I, um, my first after high school was, was actually kind of self-conscious and, and sort of hesitant to pursue culinary as a focus. Um, so I went out instead to Western Massachusetts to UMass Amherst um, for my business management degree, and then worked in retail management for a little while. Um, but I got tired of celebrating Christmas in September and just sort of what that whole lifestyle is like. Um, so I went back to the drawing board, always knew that I wanted to go to culinary school and um, knew that, that baking and pastry was sort of what I, I loved. So like that felt better to me than going to learn how to like break down a chicken and like cook all these traditional French sauces like I wasn't really into that I, I more wanted to do the artistic kind of cake decoration side and um, and make bread and, and all mm. sorts of other pastries and so I went to Le Cordon Bleu in Cambridge um, back when they still had their U.S. campuses open um, oh. yeah and then and then from there went to work for Disney World um, down in Florida at one of the resorts there and then um, I had nothing to rush back here to Massachusetts for so I stayed put down there, I just sort of followed um, followed the path as it unfolded, doing cake decorating and all sorts of other things. Worked for Whole Foods Market, um, where I had worked when I was going through pastry. I needed uh, I needed a way to get from retail into food, and so Whole Foods was kind of a good hybrid of the two. Um, and then I just like really appreciated and really loved their core values as a company back then. Um, so, so I kind of went back to, went back to them. And then that's kind of where I, I was introduced more to the vegan lifestyle. Again, I started to notice people um, in my life, either at that job or at the the waitressing job that I had, who they just had this, like, I can't describe it in any other way than to say their aura or their energy, just like something about them was really happy, really positive. Really yeah. healthy, and they all had a vegan lifestyle in common. And so I'd start to ask them questions and um, you know, they'd, they'd suggest products or they, they'd give me like places to go locally to try. Orlando has a huge vegan community, which many, wow. are surprised by. like you would never think that, but um, no. yeah. So, so it was a great place to, I mean, not only was I on my own, but it was a great place to explore what this lifestyle could look like for me. And I was really strategic and graceful in making my transition of what I was eating which was cake scraps and soggy french fries and frosting and like all sorts of horrible things just trying to sustain myself you know not taking good care of of my body and not giving myself the time and space to eat good food and so I started to really suffer as a result um as you can imagine I'm sure you help write your clients with a similar thing and so um So I took my time with the transition is a long way of saying that because I knew what my goal was and I knew why that was important to me, but I also was so realistic about it. Like I didn't want it to be just a quick short-lived thing. Like I wanted this to be forever, or at least, you know, what I'm thinking of is, is forever. Who knows my lifestyle might change depending on what comes up in life, but I've been able to enjoy this lifestyle and the food, especially for I think five years or so now I've honestly lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of probably more of, more of an answer than you really asked initially, but no, that's we'll highlight perfect. real.
1: <laughs> that's perfect. Cause like you can see, sometimes I feel like you have to be so unhealthy in order to realize like, you know, you need to be healthy and that's how it sounds like your journey was like, yeah. Saw what was out of balance. Totally. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And saw the benefits like of a plant-based diet. And then you've been able now to like, combine that with your business knowledge and your cooking knowledge and create like your own plant-based you know creations I felt so I joined your dinner last week the high vibe supper club Um, do you want to share more what that experience is like and I can share too
2: yeah yeah so um so we so I had this idea kind of uh at the beginning of the summer right where I, I wanted to be testing some menu concepts. And I wanted to just be like still gathering with, with people. I wasn't really sure like what it would look like. I just knew it was something I wanted to try. And I was going to host them at my home here where I'm staying with my parents through all of this in Westford, which is a town that's like, you know, away from the city. It's about 45 minutes from the city. And just, didn't work out for, I'm thinking for this reason that, I mean, we were in this beautiful space in Somerville at my retreat co-host and business partner's home, which is such a magical location up there on the third floor and, you know, yeah. trees, and we had the whole place to ourselves and, um, and really special. And, and so in not being able to do it the way that I initially had thought this other beautiful concept blossomed out of it. So, I mean, talk about things happening for a reason where things not happening yeah. then kind of evolved into, you know, I, I use the term high vibe and a lot of what I do because the food being plant-based food and living food is, is holding and, and giving us as it's consumers, a vibration, right? We, we are, yeah. what we, eat, we become what we eat. Um, uh, yeah. But also it's it's high vibe in the sense of the type of people who are attracted to the plant based lifestyle or the energy that I embody when it is I'm I'm creating and preparing and serving and talking about the menu and that sort of thing. So um, and then supper club was just kind of a, a term that I'd heard um, in the industry a little bit of some some private chefs that I really kind of liked their spin on it and sort of what they were doing. And so so it's now become a monthly or a twice monthly gathering of kind of local, holistic-minded um, young women who who are really looking for a sense of community in a city that otherwise is not very friendly to this kind of lifestyle, right? It can be really hard yeah. to find your vibe and your group of friends or those like holistic activities that feel good or even a restaurant that feels good. So we kind of have been making one ourselves and it's been super cool and happening all organically. Um, yeah, and and you had the, the privilege to join us. I'm so pleased that you did join us. Yes. Before. Yeah,
1: I'm so glad you invited me because again, I was looking for that type of community too, and those type of connections. And I like, of course, serendip- serendipitously before that, had like I've connected with a networking group called Six Degrees Society. I don't know if you've heard of it, but oh. like that. It's like high vibe women, but it's all over. country so it's been like virtual meetings and i was like okay i really want in-person connections like this is amazing but and then like this comes along like right after so yeah it was like amazing we talked about human design and astrology like i was in heaven because of that already and then the amazing food um i definitely do agree with like plant-based like lifestyle your vibration like people that i've met are like
2: you seem so much lighter in your energy.
1: I don't know if you've heard that.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 You can, yeah, you can hear that from other people and you can also feel it yourself. Like that's such a great way to say it, right? Like you just feel lighter. I just feel happier. I just feel peaceful. Yeah. I feel um, like joy and all the good things come to me and through me more easily. Not that I don't deal with all those other emotions, not to, to label any of them as bad, right. but- I just find that I'm able to kind of hold to this even keel, but also really appreciate sort of those, those highs of things or just appreciate what happens in the day from a different perspective, because I'm not also holding on to that mass produced busyness, vibration of process or like, the high dopamine hit of a lot of sugar, right? I mean, you think about a diet that's high in sugar, probably that person is addicted to also the dopamine hits of scrolling on their newsfeed. Oh my God, yeah. Right, it's like, it's totally correlated to, to the food you eat. I mean, it's it's as simple as that, yeah. Yeah,
1: I love how you share that too at the dinner, like the food has to be part of, or doesn't have to be, but makes your spiritual practices, like your- you know, growth practices, personal development, like that brings it all together and makes that possible because I believe that too, like your physical body has to house all that. And the plant-based food is just part of that. And I loved it. It was so creative. Like, I don't know, you had like the goat cheese salad, but it was like plant-based. I thought that was amazing. And there was like a sweet potato pie like with the granola so it was amazing I really recommend (laughs) this experience so and you do so you have retreats as well and you've started those this year right
2: yeah so I it's funny about about a year ago I kind of started doing this type of work on my own right after I left Um, I was a founding chef partner uh, or just really I guess founding chef is the best way to describe it um for a local vegan and gluten-free cafe um, oh. for about a year. Yeah. And then, and then from there, there wasn't really any more um, challenging creative kind of work for me. It, it started to get pretty routine and mundane and, and the owner and myself sort of recognized that it's like, this might not be a good long-term fit, but, but it worked for the time being. And it got me like a half step closer into doing something for myself. Right. And the manifestation yeah. circle, we call that like an expander. Right. So yeah. So that was that was incredible, but under that um, kind of what I would consider basically like a mentorship kind of relationship and working with her, she taught me so much. Both her and and her former um, partner, co-owner, um, taught me so much about spirituality and wow. um, what food can do for us and for our spiritual journey. Um, and so that's really where a lot of these concepts and the seeds of what I'm doing now really started to be planted um, about two years ago now, and. And then kind of, you know, coming to the end of that time in working with them, you know, we were, we'd be kind of hanging out, just sort of like talking about what is it really that I love? What's really going to light that joy in me from the inside out? And like, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know. I, I knew meal prepping wasn't really the thing. The restaurant world didn't really, I mean, I'm fascinated by it, but I don't really want to live in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in, in thinking about what I was really wanting and needing from a personal lifestyle place was to attend retreats, was to learn more about astrology and all these different holistic modalities. And then I said, okay, well, I know about retreats. Like I had learned about this concept when I was discovering plant-based and veganism, right? And I'd been on a health retreat when I worked for Whole Foods Market. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I still really love doing this food thing. I seem to really have a way to explain it to people that they actually feel like it's possible for them to start to look at in their own life I said oh well I'll just be a retreat chef and so that's sort of how uh how it happened and then and you know again kind of synchronistically it's it's worked out timing wise that uh these leaders who I've worked with so far this year they'd been thinking of hosting a retreat and and doing so in a private rented home and and they say okay well I could do that but but I'll need a chef. And then a few days later, they'll hear from me. And I, I'll have no idea that they thought that, but I'll, I'll have stumbled ac- upon their post or their business card or someone will connect us or whatever. And so it's wow. been such divine timing in the way that it started out. Yeah. So, um, so I'm really excited to do much more of that because it's so, I mean, we've touched on already that plant-based food and the lifestyle is, is the gateway for spiritual ascension to use an umbrella term there, right? If you're going to pursue any of these holistic modalities and these, um, these kind of alternative healing practices, giving your body plant-based nutrition will only up level what you receive in the wisdom that the practitioner who's, who's working with you, which ultimately everything will come from within and from source, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: having a plant-based vessel for that to flow through will make it so much better. It's like, the most magical thing. So, um, yeah, so it it seems really aligned when I work with retreat leaders who understand that concept, they know that that I'm the the chef for them and and they can't wait to get started and plan something. So I'm looking forward to 2021 with plenty of retreats on the calendar. So I'll have to share the link. Definitely. And I know when I do a retreat, I know I'm
1: like, okay, perfect. Like I know who I'm going to call and, and yeah, I feel like you've been able to create something based on your own interests and like combine it with the spirituality and everything carve out your own path, which is so, so cool. And yeah. like you manifested it essentially, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. 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 It's funny. So I'm, I'm looking at, uh, we have, I have a retreat coming up um, this weekend with Alicia, who you met, whose place we were at for dinner. And yeah. And I have this um, this vision board that that's a concept that we learn about through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Is that the program that you did, or did you do a different one? I did a different one. I did uh, the Integrative Wellness Academy. So, oh, a little yeah. different, it yeah, a little different, yeah. So, yeah. similarly, though, I'm sure you're 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 familiar with the concept of um, the different components of life, right? And. Yep. When those are out of balance, sometimes our food choices can become out of balance as a result because we're looking for you know satiety in some other in some other form because we're deeply unhappy or feeling alone or heartbroken. So we reach for the ice cream, right? It's like it's yes. And so um so I'm looking at this board right now and it's funny. I mean talk about manifestation. Everything that's on the board so far has either been happening or is hopefully kind of on the trajectory to happen. But um but basically the the gist of what it was I did is I, I looked kind of like zoomed out of my life and my lifestyle. At the moment, I was deeply unhappy with what I was doing for work, completely in a job that was way too small and incredibly below my worth, um, not in a relationship that was giving me motivation or encouragement or, I mean, it was it was safe, right? And, and yeah. I was like, what does my life even look like if all of these different areas are a 10 out of 10? I knew yeah. it took, like what I was looking at, but talk about like a fun for me. It was fun because I like looking to the to the future, kind of casting that vision. Um, and so I I did. I I'll have to take a picture and send it to you. It's, it's yeah. Funny that, but um, but just in in doing that sort of like creative journaling exercise, I was able to really get clear on what it was I wanted to intentionally bring into my life. If I were to then live in a life that feels incredible right yes and that's yes. the power of manifestation right it's like what what is the thing that you really if you if you really look authentically at yourself and what you value and all of that and what brings you joy and and what will make you a a love radiating member of society right yes what what does that look like so many people don't know or they don't give themselves permission to go there because we're yeah. in our world of busyness and of doing this and of, of all of that, but just, just giving myself permission to go to that place was able to kind of, I think, open space for all of these really cool things that I just mentioned that I'm up to now for them to start to find me. Um, so I
1: love that. So did you do this like two years ago? Is that, is that what you
2: did it. Yeah, I did it. I, gosh, I think maybe even three years ago now. Um, I moved back here from Florida in 2017 and I yeah. started the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I think in January or December of 2017, I want to say. And so I remember this was like one of the first things that we learned about. I did it pretty shortly after that, maybe like around Thanksgiving or so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then- um, and then after that, like things really started to kind of take off and I've since redone it a couple of times as I've gotten yes. a little more clear on things, but, um, yeah, it's, it's something else. It's, it really is like, it blows my mind still. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. I was checking cause <laughs> I did something similar at that point too, when I did my certification and I'm finding like all those things I got clear on a few years ago are now coming true. So it doesn't always happen right away. Like, in fact, like, I feel like most of the time you have to, like, you know, remove your limiting beliefs and get clear on what it is you actually want, like, get in that right energy space where you're, like, receiving. Like, there's a whole, you know, process, I feel. So, yeah, I feel like you just have to set out that vision, though, like, which we did at the dinner, like, at the end, which I loved, um, like, a vision for a few years yeah. out is easier than like the next you know month or so or like even the I think we were doing through the end of the year um before this call actually I just made a vision board Um, from yeah like just a little quick one I did like a intention setting vision like setting uh, session with my doTERRA team Saturday and it's already like I had a few goals like we did emotional goals, financial, like business, things like that. And like, some are already like coming like true already, like in this ah, last week. Okay. So yeah, I feel like once you like commit to doing the work and you remove all those blocks, like it happens so much faster. And the vision is like, you just hold that and it all
2: happens magically. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's totally true. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Awesome. So at that time too, I w- I'm really curious to learn how you discovered DoTerra. Like, was this part of your wellness path? Like, how did that? How yeah. get started?
2: Yeah, it totally was. Um, this is actually really a kismet story as well. So um, I was first introduced to essential oils as a healing modality when I was living in Florida. Um, I happened to be, I think, complaining about acne to a bartender that I worked with, she's one of the the vegans who was in my, in my awareness. And she said, oh, you need tea tree oil. Like, okay, tea tree oil. I'm like, yeah, I can probably find that at Whole Foods Market where I worked. I go over to the essential oil section, like have no idea what I'm doing, what I'm smelling, what I'm looking for. Like these all smell like really weird. Like, I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I have no idea. Right. So talk about like, crash course into essential oils. I wish I had someone like us back then. to yeah. help. All I had was a shitty essential oil and a book from Barnes and Noble. Um, and it didn't really work. Um, but no, no problem. I, I got myself on Amazon, bought like a 10 pack essential oil starter kit for like $13. Yeah. Oh my God. No idea what I was doing. Didn't really use them. Um, I would diffuse them sometimes, but I mean, what we know now is like, those probably shouldn't have been diffused. I actually still have yeah. one that I keep that I'll let people smell just to compare side by side. Yeah, so really that, like, There's such a difference in quality and you can smell it. You can totally. Oh my God,
1: yeah.
2: Right. So, so fast forward to, um, now the spring kind of after I've started my program with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I've, I've kind of cast this this vision board, this sort of yeah. manifestation list. Right. And I, I knew that I wanted natural wellness. I knew I wanted holistic things in my life. And in watching the online lectures for IIN, one of them that really hit my heart happened to be on heart centered sales. And at the time I had been really big into reaching out. If something really resonated with me, reaching out to just say, thank you, or, you know, loved, the content you shared, or I love your work or just whatever, right? Like, it's kind of nice to, to just still have that personal connection with people. Right. So yeah. So I happened to watch one of the lectures. I Googled the woman's name and, and found a way to, to reach her. So I sent her an email. She got back to me pretty quickly. Um, you know, just thank you so much and and would love to support you going forward. If I can be of any help at all, just let me know. And, I, and so I saw in her email signature that she was with doTERRA and I had seen the label before, when I was working with a juice bar in Orlando, we would use a couple of like the citrus oils our dessert, but like it didn't really stick before in Florida. Right. But here it came again. And I, I started to do a little bit more digging and I got onto their website. Um, this was in 2018, I think, and saw that they had a wellness summit coming up. It was in Boston. like, perfect it was a couple of weeks away
0: yeah so
2: i got myself a ticket like at the time i was working weekends i didn't even know if i'd be able to skip work for it i'm like it, it's, it's fine i just won't work that day like I wait work. i think i went to this one was it um wellness at, um, at the uh in the seaport
1: oh okay never mind i wasn't at that one
2: yeah um oh. actually it was it was even that was kind of a whole thing like it was supposed to be at this other hotel in the the theater district and they had to move it last minute or i don't know some some whole thing anyway so i get myself there it's like i have to get up so early to make it into the city for when it starts like going by myself and and so we make it to the lunch break and one of the ladies um who's now a a, she's the upline leader to a woman who i co-host retreats with um Which is funny, right? Like super small world. Yeah. i into it, right? So so anyway, so she announces that this woman who I reached out to that I watched a lecture of that she's there and that she'll be out in the lobby answering questions. She has the emotional essential oil table and, and, you know, go say hello to these people who are out there. And so I thought, wow, this is strange. Like I'm supposed to meet this woman in person. So I introduced myself and she remembered who I was and and we kind of chatted and long story short. Um, she's in the publishing world. She published my cookbook. She's my, yeah. Um, and she is, she's, her company is called flower of life press. And so she's very also attuned to all of this spiritual and sort of this other side. She's kind of more, um, of kind of the goddess and priestess kind of language. I really love, yeah, I really love kind of weaving into, into what I might do in the kitchen because it really, really number one resonates, but number two, um, I think really paints a clearer picture of what it is I bring to the magic of, of a retreat. It's not just any catering company. It's not just like Costco party platters. It's not just yes. chef. like what you're getting is really somebody who values the lifestyle and all its components and really embodies and practices the things that that you are also offering on your retreat right so you know that the consciously produced and so so anyway that's kind of how I found doTERRA but I found so much more in that whole process and to make the story even richer in the afternoon session um you know as you get to small talking with people who are sitting around you uh, the gentleman in front of me turned around and, and said oh you know how long have you been using blah, blah? I said, oh, this is my very first, like I'm so brand new to this. He said, well, I want to tell you, like you can cook with essential oils. Did you know? He said, I love to make <gasps> with basil essential oil and spinach. And I have no idea who this man was. I wish I did yeah. to just circle back and like, that made such an impact uh, on then what I sort of envisioned for myself. It's like, okay, cooking with mm-hmm. the oils, like that's sort of interesting. I wonder what exists for recipes or for guidance on this. I'd like to learn more but I couldn't really find anything or what I did needed a lot of adjusting to fit my lifestyle and the foods that I wanted to eat. So I did what any normal person would do. And I wrote the book myself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love that. That's an amazing story. It's like so
1: aligned, like the person, like the woman you met helped you with your book. Like it's so was like meant to be, and that he knew like, oh, to tell you, you can cook with oils. Like that's a pretty, you know, obscure, especially at that point, um,
0: thing to know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's so strange. Um, but also not surprising. I mean, if you really, if you, if you look back on your own experience or you just sort of like change the, the channel with which you want to see how things have unfolded for you, Yes, complete, complete sense. Um, So here's a a perfect example. And then we can kind of move on um, and keep going. But I worked while I was in pastry school, we had to do an internship at the end before we could graduate. And so most of my classmates worked for a bakery worked for like, like a bread baking company or something I did mine with a farm to table wedding catering company. for whatever reason, I don't know what resonated. I had a great interview with the chef at the time, and I ended up working on the pastry team. So, like technically, it could count towards my degree. But I loved working in the commissary kitchen a couple of days during the week, and then on the weekends going and working the events. Like I loved that, and so that company and that experience. I still work with the company today in wow. the same way, but that taught me everything I needed to know for now setting up to do my own private dinners and to do these, yeah. like, I know all of what I need to think about in terms of menu planning and packing and staying organized and, and all of that I learned from, from them. So it's not so aligned to that. Like they're not a vegan company by any stretch, but right. they're also the like, that's kind of close enough and they do seasonal menus and exactly. You know, yeah. So, I mean, everything happens for yes yeah (laughs) everything like leads to the
1: next step like you got the ad experience and like just from that whole concept i bet to do those like suppers and like that's so cool yeah so how did you then just like start cooking with oils like did you just experiment because i definitely experimented at first And then I felt like I wasn't doing it right. So that's when I kind of like stopped because I'm like, yeah, like how did it start for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of always, I I don't think I've ever been afraid in a kitchen. Never, never home kitchen, never in a commercial kitchen. I used to like get lost on the way to the bathroom at a restaurant. (laughs) Oh, this is, this isn't the bathroom. Sorry. It's my mistake. Um, But because I'm curious, right. And, and I'm, I'm and people will will say when I go to their home, if I'm, if I'm doing a dinner or just sort of looking for something, hanging out at a friend's house, like I'll just start opening stuff wherever it is. I would put it like, like I'm no stranger and I'm not uncomfortable in a kitchen at all. And so I think the same was true when I brought the oils into my kitchen. I just, I I read enough and knew enough to be dangerous and then kind of, or really to be safe in this instance. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, just kind of like proceeded with caution, and once I really could kind of like get to know each each individual oil, um, they. This is going to sound really kind of crazy, but they kind of, they kind of tell you how they. Yeah, how it doesn't sound crazy at all to me. But yeah, so it so is. like here's here's a good example, right? In in learning to work with cinnamon bark essential oil it doesn't taste like cinnamon. It tastes like a red hot candy. So you need to yeah, know that that's so true. if you're adding it to things. And so that kind of changes the way that you might consider adding it to food. Like you're not maybe going to put, you know, in some case where you would just dust cinnamon on top of something or put cinnamon in a bakery, right. like, it's really going to change and, and give it a bit of a different flavor. And similarly, you know, you'll, you'll need to know that oregano is a very potent oil. So you'll want to put it in something like a stew or something that can really like let some heat be exposed, Yeah, uh, the essential oil in a gentle way. So um, it was, it was part research and kind of what I was able to pull from um, the doTERRA website and, and just some different things online, but also part like trial and error and kind of like proceeding with caution and then just kind of getting to know the potency of, yeah. of the oils in that way. Um, yeah. And, and then in terms of, of what recipes kind of were coming to me, I mean, I knew of some really cumbersome ingredients that I didn't get yes.
1: yeah.
2: using fresh ginger. I mean, it yeah. comes the juicer when you want to juice it, right? I mean, ginger juice is great, but, um, I don't know. I just, I reach so frequently for the ginger essential oil and I love that I don't have to peel a fresh ginger root. I don't have to worry about like chopping it down enough to extract the flavor fully and whatever I'm cooking, like I just can conveniently reach for the bottle yeah. one or two drops depending on what I'm cooking and I'm good to go. Same thing with like lemongrass. Oh my I God. Yes. Flavor yeah. Flavor of lemongrass, right. I mean, cilantro never again. Am I throwing away a oh my God right? So, so you're just able to access some incredible flavor in a really convenient way. And for a lot of people, you have the essential oils in your home already. Exactly. So giving yourself another way to use them and another way to add their benefit to your life. It's a win, win, win.
1: Yeah. It's so true. Like you're never going to find lemongrass at the store. I've tried doing that and yeah, yeah, having those herbs. And also I want to like preface this, like we know this, but for everyone else, like we are only talking about using doTERRA essential oils in cooking like we don't recommend using any other oil or like oils you get on Amazon because it's not regulated and like you i i feel like we had to do this to find doTERRA but i was also like getting oils on Amazon and when i lived in new york city i was like i need to be less stressed and i just ordered this le- like no it was lavender and it smelled like soap and it's like this isn't working. So think of that. Like you can't cook with that. Like doTERRA is just the purest, like, and you were probably able to tell that, right? Like when you were vetting doTERRA and at that event.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and the oil, it's funny, the oil that I saved from that first kit that I bought blindly online, um, I saved the orange because it smells like an orange scented cleaner that you would use in your home versus the wild orange from doTERRA or any of them. Like they smell just like the plant. Yeah. no Mistaking like your nose wants to keep inhaling the aroma. There's no like twinge of synthetic scent to it at all. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the cleanest, purest, most, incredible oil to to use in our homes and for our health and in our kitchens but also for all the good things that they're doing on the other side of the bottle like that's yes. what I don't know about you but like I was like yes like I will yeah. I will do anything if it's with this company
1: <laughs> yeah
2: same year like
1: yeah just because of healing hands and like the testing and all over the world like I now like choose other companies you know that I purchased from like conscious consumerism like based off of doTERRA and like their values their quality and and so yeah so just making that clear to everyone like you don't want to just throw in some chemicals in your food and eat that these oils are vetted to be um, taken internally so 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 tell us about your cookbook, like a few of the recipes, Yeah. uh, because I think this is so important. Like you were saying, we have essential oil resources that have like some recipes. Um, doTERRA has a great blog with all the like recipes of cooking. Not all the recipes are plant-based though. So tell us about how your book is, is different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will say too, like I really have appreciated doTERRA's blog focusing more on Recipes and on healthier recipes um, yeah. lately, as as people are are really looking for that. And, and like it didn't ever make sense to me at the couple of times that you know when convention was live and in person. Like we're at this wellness convention with people using essential oils, and then I'm observing everyone on lunch break.
0: Yeah, I don't get that.
2: This does not make any sense. So, so anyway, so um, so the recipes in the book are completely plant based and vegan. Sometimes plant based doesn't mean vegan. Sometimes mm-hmm. vegan doesn't mean healthy. So I put both on there just to be totally that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it wasn't necessary, and some people look at it and say, "Huh, isn't that the same thing?" But um, that's a good idea. Yeah, I I wanted to just make sure that both both were on there. Um, and everything is gluten-free as well. So in working with the gluten-free cafe that I mentioned, we tested so many different recipes for baked goods, all of them claiming to be the best and not gummy and whatever, mm-hmm. own and, and things. And so, um, so I took the, the base recipes of kind of what we landed on that we liked, um, and then tweaked it a little bit. Um, and of course incorporated some essential oils instead of using like lemon extract you can use lemon essential oil or instead of needing to steep lavender buds you can use lemon um, lavender buds you can use lavender essential oil right So, um, so the book itself includes all different kinds of recipes things for breakfast lunch dinner dessert drinks marinades smoothies snacks all that type of stuff but it's categorized by essential oil and then by by category oh, so, I know, love that. all the basil essential oil recipes that I love in that section and then hopefully that will kind of spark some additional ideas and kind of give permission and take some of the fear away yes how people want to be intuitively cooking I'm like really big on that concept of intuitive cooking and I'll share more about that a little bit later but um, so that was really important to me to lay the book out in that way um, for the person who has lemongrass let's just bring that oil back up right they're like i like to cook more with lemongrass or i'd really love to learn how to cook with clove or with uh geranium or oh yeah grapefruit right it's like okay go to this section here's a good place to start right and and so um that was sort of the the idea there and then what i included as well in the beginning of each section are some top uses from the healthcare perspective of like what you might like, say you buy lemongrass to use in your kitchen, but you're like, huh, I wonder what else I can do with this for my health. It'll kind of highlight the different things that we might reach for lemongrass for in any room of the home, besides the kitchen. Um, yes. and it straddles the the need to serve both people who are looking for a cookbook that fits the lifestyle yep. and is super flavorful and, and fun and colorful, but then also the people in the oil community um, or who are not in the oil community who are coming to the book And they say, oh, essential oils, like I've seen those, I've heard of those, like, tell me more about this or how can I use this for this condition I have? So um, it was important to me to to be kind of used um, in two ways instead of one. Yeah, I
1: love that. Like the focus is on the oils and you can see like their benefits and even like you're getting those benefits when you're cooking them, right? Like, or you're adding them. So that's one thing I was gonna ask you. So you add the oils at the end, right? Like
2: so yeah, that the, the they time. don't get cooked off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's difficult in baking, of course, to yes. you know at the end. But in in instances where you might not add enough of the essential oil to really give the flavor you were hoping for, like in a lot of um in a lot of the baked goods and and any of those kinds of things, you could add additionally like a glaze or make a sauce or something and then add more of that oil there so that the end result is a little bit more of what you intended. You just kind of need to add some other component to get there. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, most of the recipes, yeah, have you add the oil towards the end, just so that like in the case of a smoothie, for example, the oil doesn't get totally thrown around the blender. You add it towards the end once everything blended in uniform. Yep. Um, And then same thing, you know, with with soups or stews usually towards the end so that they don't totally dissipate. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually, I baked some chocolate orange muffins, like, a month ago, and the recipe called, like, I used the orange zest and the juice, and then it called for, like, orange flavoring, and I'm like, I'm not gonna use that, I just used wild orange, and it ended up working, like, even though I was baking it, so, yeah, because I, <laughs> I had the orange with it, too, so yeah. so, yeah, I felt, like, good about that, but it's more sure. so about, like, the measuring for me, and, like, I used to make like banana and ice cream with <laughs> um, best. so good like I don't know why I don't make that anymore I think I just went crazy one summer and like did it too much but <laughs> I added like cinnamon bark to that and that was so good it was like sweetening it in a way um kind of like how I imagine fennel would be like
2: mm, I love so sugary yeah. but yeah
1: yeah no so sugar yeah
2: yeah. Yeah. They're great to add to, yeah. To any of those things or to water or just whatever, like you, you get that feeling of sweetness, but it's like not actually sugar. It's actually doing your body such a service yeah. where, you know, obviously sugar would be not doing that. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. I love it for the flavoring. And I'm trying to think the other thing too, is like a rule of thumb, right? You want to use a toothpick, right? And not Full drops. Is that how that works?
2: Yeah, I would recommend that um, for people who are just getting started until you really can figure out or get comfortable yeah. with how, how fast the oil comes out of the yes. and with how potent each one is, right? Like oregano is much more potent than a drop of wild orange. Right. So, um, so in, in a lot of cases with like the citrus oils, you'll need a couple of drops especially if you're baking with it whereas like the herbal oils will be will be a lot stronger or the mint oils will be a lot stronger okay um, yeah so so a toothpick method is a great um a great idea and you'll just dip a clean toothpick every time into the center um of the of the essential oil bottle you don't have to go all the way down just it's enough for whatever's on the top um dispenser there and then you swirl it into the food um and then some other ways that i like to use them in in the chance that you have a recipe or a meal that you can't actually swirl a toothpick through right uh, right. like let's say a power bowl or a grain bowl or something with veggies and a grain and, and whatever protein um, i love to add the essential oil to either what i call a culinary carrier oil so an avocado oh. oil an extra virgin olive oil maybe it's a walnut oil i don't know whatever if oil is part of your diet or you could add it to a little ramekin with some salt. So take a couple of tablespoons oh. of salt and the essential oil, and you can, you could do multiple essential oils. And if you wanted to make a different blend or some sort of thing, I have, a, I think a booklet that'll be coming out soon. Um, that's a oil seasoning salts that's recipes for, for those, and then kind of what to do with them. Um, yes. And then you'll take a pinch of salt, like just a little bit, it'll have so much flavor in it. So you're mm-hmm. getting that that well-seasoned food with just a tiny amount of sodium, right? That's like something that I think a lot of people could cut back on is the amount of salt in their food. Um, And so adding the flavor of essential oils to salt is a great way to do that.
1: That's such a good idea. Oh my God, I'm excited for your booklet because I feel like I saw this maybe from doTERRA a while back about like making your salts like that. And I totally forgot about it until now, but there's so many like combinations.
2: It's like really cute little bottle that you could get online or from some place and so it's just salt and then it's just got like a shaker top so you put the salt in and kind of mix up whatever essential oil and then you just kind of label it with whatever it is so that you know and then um yeah
1: what do you have in that one
2: i'm not sure what this one is it's sitting on my desk so i don't think i'm really using it but it smells like it's italian seasoning basil thyme rosemary oregano probably yeah that's amazing and then you don't need like I used to get all
1: those like herbal blends, like herbs of Provence and then I don't ever use it and I have to like throw it away. So this is like, you get that concentrated amount in a small kind of dose. I love that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And essential oils will last. I mean, people ask that question regularly too. Like they'll last for five years where dry spices, dried herbs, especially, they don't hold their flavor for that long. Oh my God. That's so true. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So, I mean, in your example of the Herbe de Provence, you might have one recipe that uses it and then not use it for like years. And then you're like, Oh, is this still even good? It doesn't smell like anything. I don't know. So. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah. I know there's for seasoning, like there's black pepper oil. Um, What else? Yeah. The cilantro, the herbal ones, like thyme, rosemary,
2: Rosemary is another one. Like I
1: never, I think I bought rosemary recently and then I used one like spray and I threw it out. So yeah, Yeah. combining that with the oil or the salt, that's a really good idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and I find too, like, I mean, especially with rosemary, um, not to pick on it as an example, but I think it's (laughs) helpful because most people have cooked with dried rosemary. It's difficult to extract the flavor from dried rosemary, even fresh rosemary, is pretty sticky, is mm-hmm. um, not always available, but I find consistency and amazing flavor and convenience in the rosemary essential oil. Like it's when I reach for for marinades so regularly. I put it in the extra virgin olive oil that I use for my popcorn. It's oh like, my god. Yeah, natural, 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 nutritional yeast and a little bit of salt. <gasps> that sounds delicious. Oh, I might actually make that once we hang out. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> I want to make that. <laughs> i Come over for popcorn. We'll watch a movie. It'll be great. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's so, so wonderful to add to your kitchen and you can use them to clean your kitchen, to purify yeah. um, your kitchen, to, to just make it a, a place that you like to be. I mean, people love to hang out in the kitchen anyways, like why yes. not vibration of what's happening there by diffusing or by just, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, if you already have, oh my God, a little fly here. If you already have the oil, on hand, like sometimes you don't even need to get the oil specifically, like you already are using it for, you know, cleaning, like you were saying, emotional healing, every oil is the emotional property. So I love that aspect too, like you're getting so much value out of that. And I know that doTERRA is coming out with like cooking blends now, like at least for the holiday um, products that come out in November. And I actually, I I wanted to look this up and I'm going to do this now because,
0: um,
1: (laughs) there, I want to share which blends they have. So I know there's, um, an Italian seasoning and there's like an island one too. Um, and then the last one was the one I couldn't remember, but I did go to the virtual convention that doTERRA had and you could like explore by room of like a house. So there was a kitchen and you could see like how to clean with the oils, like clean your sink or the counters of the fridge. And then they had like um, the cooking oils and they had recipes. Um, I should see if I still have access to that actually to see what recipes
2: they had. Yeah, but yeah we do until the end of the month, I believe. I was busy oh virtual convention so I still have to go back and watch all of the uh binge watch these videos but uh, until the end of the month oh perfect yeah
0: okay so there's
1: a yeah an Italian oh a Mexican blend and then the tropical blend Cool. so that's exciting yeah yeah that'll make it easy I think for people that don't know right away, like, which ones do I blend together? Like, you can just easily use those. And I wonder if they'll expand on that. Um, but so you said baking is like your favorite type of cooking, right?
2: Or has that changed? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely changed. It was my, it was my point of entry into right the world. Um, but my, I don't know, my favorite thing now is, I think, just kind of back to that intuitive cooking concept, right? Like, I love, I love blowing my own mind with yeah. <laughs> my, my creativity, um, and just like opening the fridge and the pantry and seeing what I have, seeing what I purchased, however long or not long ago, and and just sort of like knowing what produce I have that's local or or seasonal yep. or that I could go find at the farm stand or that needs to be used up or something and saying, okay, like, what can I do with this ingredient, this ingredient and that thing that's a leftover from earlier this week? Like it's every night is like an episode of chopped, but like not with gross or weird things. It's like normal high vibe plant-based ingredients that are just being combined in different ways. But the end result is, is always a dish that's super nourishing, super satisfying, but also is approachable and recognizable from you know, from the outsider's perspective. So, like, I'm making things like pasta, like tacos, mm-hmm. quesadillas, stir fry, salads, homemade salad dressing. I love to make banana ice cream too, right? So, so we're creating oh. the same experiences so that we're we're nourished and fed on that one level. But, but what we're getting is so much more than that. So, you know, people people ask all the time, "Oh, don't you miss ice cream?" Like, no, I eat ice cream Sundays right. all the time in the summer. It's just what I build them with is completely different and actually supports my health instead of, instead of tearing it down. Um, yes. yeah, I think that's the key to sustain success. We're not just eating tofu and sprouts on a plant-based diet. It's oh like my God, no. so much more than, than that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's how I think everyone starts out at least for me. Like I was just like, okay, I'll just put some vegetables in a pan with tofu. And yep. I think it's awesome. Like you can literally recreate every, like favorite comfort food any dish almost I saw like smoked salmon that was made vegan at Wegmans the other day <laughs> so I'm like okay this is possible like you know anything can be changed to feel better and I also like that you have like the health coaching background so like at the dinner I remember you made like mashed potatoes and with the butternut squash tenderloin and you were like you added quinoa to that because you knew like the butternut squash didn't have the protein. Like, I think you have that understanding too of like what it takes to be full as a vegan and like still have it be flavorful, delicious. So I think that's like really unique too. You're not just doing like the unhealthy vegan food which I've had too and you feel gross after.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it can be very easy it can be very easy and kind of a trap to just think that you can make equal swap for swap of whatever food you're currently eating. Like let's say it's turkey sandwiches and scrambled eggs and I don't know, whatever you might eat for dinner, right? Like it might be easy to say, okay, well, I'm just going to eat lots of tofurkey now and switch to all these like egg-like products without actually like making that full-on shift too. It's like, no, like you're just not eating those things anymore. You're still, gonna, you're going to eat these, these other amazing food groups or these very similar experiences, mm-hmm. but they're going to be whole food plant-based, right? In the case of like the tenderloin, it wasn't a fake meat thing. It was, yes. it was just a vegetable.
1: Yeah. I love that. I definitely made that transition. Like when I first started eating plant-based, I, I did that. I ate all the fake things. I actually like gained weight and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this wrong. Cause I think I should <laughs> going the other way and now I eat like mostly vegetables it's like very rare that I have a meat substitute like maybe like a couple times a year like I I just like now feel so much better without it um so yeah eat more plants I don't even eat like plant-based all the time like I have fish a couple times a month um, but I feel like the idea is to ha- just eat more plants in general. Like, exactly,
2: exactly, yeah. and yeah, and a, a couple of things they're standing out, so number one, it's not that, it's not that these meat, fake meat, or these kind of fake foods, it's not that they're I mean, they are kind of bad, but it's not that yeah. they don't have a place in anyone's journey. Right. Um, I, I like to kind of classify them as bridge foods. So if you're yeah. coming from a diet that's like really high in meat and cheese and and things that you just don't think that you'll be able to give up, mm-hmm. just at least switch to using this other, this other one, and then and then just know though that you're going to have to kind of come off of those. Too. And, and it gets easy to come up with yeah. them when you're including more plants and your body's just no longer calling for all of those low vibe, toxic kind of foods. Um, but then also to your point on the fish, like it's okay to eat that every so often if you feel like your body really wants it. And then to give yourself permission to be plant based most of the time, yeah. automatically put yourself in a box that you are 100% vegan all the time because that might not be realistic for you. That might not even be your goal. I don't know if I'll be vegan for the rest of my life, but for right now it feels good. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, that was a big part of my journey. Like I thought I had to be a hundred percent vegan, like, and that's not for everyone. Like sometimes your body needs something. It wasn't until like a friend of mine was like, she was also vegan. And she's like, I feel like I'm eating fish now. And it's okay. That I was like, Oh, I can do that. Like (laughs) I can be vegan and eat fish. Like I feel like that label, sometimes people feel like stuck to it, but you can just eat more plants and still be plant-based. So I'm glad you put plant-based and vegan on the cookbook because there's different ways of living like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, the, all of the other kind of the, the vegan ideals or, or pillars are important to me. They were important to me at the beginning. They're still important to me now. Um, but it's not quite like a badge of honor that I really yeah. wear and like parade my vegan flag. <laughs> like I make whatever choice in the moment I need to make gifts. If I want to try a pastry or a baked good that happens to have eggs or something in it, like yeah. beat myself up over it. I still might like to try yeah. it or have the experience or I might someday be in France or something where I might want to try that. And like yeah it's okay. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's, it's my body. It's my choice. Right. So I don't know.
1: It's so true. Yeah. Um, I think everyone has to go through and see what works for them. And I just think it's so amazing. Like you don't have any restriction on a plant-based diet either. Like you can still make amazing delicious things. Like last week, my favorite was the jackfruit um, tostada. Like hmm. I love jackfruit. I've made buffalo chicken dip with it and I've made carnitas before too that one was amazing and I know you said that one's in your cookbook right
2: yeah, yeah there's a couple jackfruit recipes in there yeah <gasps>
1: awesome <laughs> what oil did you use in the carnitas cilantro oh, okay
2: yeah yeah so I um I kind of like braise the the jackfruit um in a saute pan with liquid with the lid on to let it become soft enough to kind of shred with forks yeah and then from there it needs to get crisped up dried out a little bit in the oven so you just bake it um and that takes it from kind of like mush to like actually being a little bit more like a meat like texture and then um and then I'll add cilantro essential oil just one drop to a little bit of lime juice in a little ramekin and then I'll just kind of pour that over everything and then toss to coat and and that's it that's amazing yeah, see that's the other thing. You don't eat a lot when you're cooking with oils. Like
1: I think that's what was happening for me. Like I I think I made pad thai once with like I'd always be like careful with my hands. Like if I do too much lime, like you just can't eat it. So it's like so much more powerful than the spice or the fruit. Um, so little goes a long way. Yes,
2: a very long way. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're nervous too, like like we've said, use the technique yes. or yeah. or drop onto a spoon first. And if more than one drop comes yes. out, you know, bring the spoon over to the diffuser and, yeah. and have a nice blend with that oil in it or something and then and then just try again. But but it, it does. It takes um it takes a bit of like muscle memory and muscle training and and just like that careful, watchful eye. Yes. Of how fast the drop will come out, and then and then what to do with it. And in the case of the oil, um, or the salt, to use those as a carrier for the the oil. I mean, Mm -hmm. imagine imagine having like some steamed veggies or sautéed veggies or something, and like you put one drop of essential oil onto the dish. The drop's going to stay on wherever it is it lands. It won't first for the whole dish. So you kind of have to know, you have to know and kind of think about what what the oil is going to do when it hits the food, and really what's the um what's the state of the food? Is it liquid? Is it solid? Is it, how, how can the flavor incorporate in a successful and safe way? Oh my God. I'm so glad we're talking about this (laughs) because this
1: is why I kind of gave up on it. I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, but yeah, there's just ways of like stopping it before you add it. And just these, like these pro tips are so helpful because I was like overdoing it. I'm like, this isn't right. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like there's so many oils, like that you can use for ingredients that aren't out there, like I've made bergamot cupcakes, mm-hmm. um, like the Earl Grey, and like lavender. Anything, like they're amazing for that. So, where can we find
2: your cookbook? Yeah, so the cookbook is on Amazon. You can just search okay. search my name um, on Amazon, or you can find the link to get there from my website, LaurenDagostino.com. If you choose, you can also find it. I think it's in my. Um, the link that's in my bio, if you happen to be with me on Instagram at Chef yes. you can find it that way too. Um, yeah, that's, those are pretty much the places I hang out. Yeah. Awesome. I could see your book being on like, um, have you shopped on oil life before? I have. Yes. I actually have, uh, a kind of a version of the book that will be available on those online oh, oil, retail. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, because this is like,
1: I see this book being a resource for my team, my clients, and obviously yours as well. Like my clients use the essential life book and emotions and essential oils. I think it's essential emotions now. And I see this book as being like the cooking resource, like the only one out there. And that's like plant-based and gluten-free. So I'm excited to get my book and I feel like it's always good too, when you're on a plant-based and vegan diet, like to switch up like how you're cooking. Like I've just been doing that recently because you kind of get in a rut sometimes, like yeah, at least for me, because it's just like this, these are the recipes I know work. So I've been doing that recently, getting cookbooks and then cooking. So so I'm excited to do that. And And do you have any upcoming events you want to share with anyone or how they can sign up for those?
2: Yeah. So, um, most of the things that I'm up to virtually will be shared on my social channel or on my website. I have to do a better job at keeping my events current on my, on my website. Um, for anyone who, who might happen to catch this, um, who's not yet embraced their plant-based journey or even yet really discovered what that could look like. That's a workshop that I offer that I have one coming up in November and December. Um, and it, I noticed in my own transition and in working with people to get their lifestyle transitioned, a lot of the work is mindset, is shifting how you're thinking about your food, is shifting how you're how you're even kind of talking to yourself when you're preparing your food and when yes. you're writing your shopping list. And I mean, so many people still will, will have a conversation with me and they'll say, oh, but I'm not a chef say, well, if you keep saying that you're definitely not yeah. going to be. So, so the, the whole point of the, of the workshop kind of is to, to think about plant-based more as a sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. choice. This is not a diet. This is something that hopefully you can stick with forever and that it can look, it can look completely unique to you. If you need to be 70% plant-based, or if you want to go 95%, yeah. that's totally okay, but you get to decide. And so we go through all these different, different sorts of things to kind of craft a a path, um, that feels like an exciting journey to begin. Like it's something you can actually stick with to get to where it is you want to go. Um, and we'll do some cool stuff along the way, including cooking with essential oils, you know, including getting in the kitchen and boosting your confidence. So yeah. can look forward to all of that. And I'll be doing in conjunction with the kind of the smaller booklets, um, for, with the cooking recipes that will be coming out kind of some cooking videos and, and some different of those sorts of things really Designed for, I think, more the essential oil community for people just like mm-hmm. you and potentially your your customers and your you know people on your on your team who are just like not really comfortable or who are a little bit intimidated to cook with the oils. Like they love them yes. or anything else, but getting in you know in the kitchen with them is like a little bit scary. So um, so I've got more classes kind of that I'm wanting to do there. So the website's the best place. Subscribe to to the email newsletter just once yeah. a month, kind of keep in touch and. Yeah. Uh, and all of that so yeah that's exciting
1: yeah that's so needed and I feel like I was telling you I was talking to someone last week and they were like so here you can cook with oils like I feel like now that people are home and
2: you know cooking more than they
1: like were like this is the perfect timing and time to get creative as well so so yeah you can find Lauren there and thank you so much Lauren this is amazing like I feel like we align on so many of like our beliefs and like our spirituality and and our plant-based journey so i'm excited to try your cookbook and yeah so thank you
2: for for coming on you're welcome thank you for having me i know we could keep talking for hours. I know. <laughs> <laughs> i'll know. wrap it up here it's been long enough already but yeah this was so great thank you for for having me on and and sharing with me i would love to anyone who happens to catch this um definitely reach out. I have a, a complimentary how to go plant-based discovery call. I'm happy to just kind of get on get on a call with folks and see if a plant-based journey is right for them. And, and if so, what that might look like. So I'm happy to to help anyone in any way I can.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you, Lauren. And we will definitely talk soon. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.